guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today from Indonesia, uh, we have Sean Corrigan. Welcome to my show, Sean. Thank you, Parath. Thank you for having me. Sean, I think, I, I believe you are the first podcaster from Indonesia to be on the show. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yep. Could you tell us more about your show, Sean? Uh, sure. Well, I run and own uh, In-Depth Creative, which is an independent podcast production company mm-hmm. uh, and business-to-business content uh, company here in Jakarta. Uh, we produce podcasts in both English and Indonesian, mm-hmm. um, anything from audio documentaries to fictional dramas to straight interview uh, podcasts. And we have three podcasts right now. One is uh, Indonesia In-Depth, which is an in, mm-hmm. in English nonfiction podcast about you know business culture and um, you know all, all, sometimes oversimplified stories, uh, issues in Indonesia. And we have another one, another podcast called Match, Mm-hmm. which is in Indonesian. It's a fictional uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Podcast Start Lab, which is also in Indonesian, and that's about podcasting. Gotcha. Are these hosted by you? Uh, yeah, usually I would say most of the time Indonesian In-Depth is mm-hmm. hosted by me or my producer, Tanita. Uh, Match is a fictional podcast, so it's we have a whole cast that uses that. I'm actually, I've done some 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 scenes in it, but not mm-hmm. as myself. So actually I would say, no, I'm not a hosting match gotcha. and podcast.lab. I uh, host that with my team. Gotcha. So you actually speak Bahasa. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went nice. to university here many years ago. So, uh, use Indonesian every day. That's pretty cool. That's nice. It's, it's, I, I tried speak, I tried learning Bahasa, but I, I sort of, uh, staggered a bit. So yeah. I'm, I'm quite rusty in that sense. Yeah. Well, if so, you have to use it every day, you, you'll yeah. learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, Sean, could you tell us more about your setup? You know, I, I see that you have over 60 episodes done. Uh, could you tell me more about what was your first setup and what is your current setup right now? Yeah, sure. Well, the first setup I started back in 2017, uh, very basic setup. Um, I had the Zoom H1, which is a mm-hmm. classic recorder, single track recorder with some audio technica mics i don't know the model number but they were around 30 singapore dollars i bought them in singapore actually um and that was it so it was two mics uh two loud mics and a zoom h1 going into that which was a single track which you know which you may know barath that Mm -hmm. going into a single track can be a big headache if you have two people coming in so we learned very quickly that that was wasting a lot of time and uh on our side and when editing so we eventually moved up to the H6, the Zoom H6. Yes. Six tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then we got the Shure SM7B, which nice. you know, I've heard some of your guests in the past shows have also used that, sort of the classic mm-hmm. mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have the Zoom H4, which we use for other uh, recordings sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some Rode lav mics as well. I forget what the name of them are, but we don't use them much. Smart Love, is it? It's like that, but it's a higher end one, but um, ah, okay. it's still omnidirectional, so we don't use them that much. Mm-mm-mm. Gotcha. And with the Zoom H6, you know, you connect it to the Shure SM7B. Do you use like a cloud lifter or something? Yeah. So <laughs> it's a funny story because <laughs> yes. I heard um, your, one of your other guests, I think it was Mr. Agassi, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian, together, Brian. talking about this and the yeah. fat head and the cloud lifter. Yeah. Very short story, but a bit funny is so i got the h6 very excited went and got the you know um the sure some b yeah. plugged it in ready to go looking for that great sound and and uh great you know audio quality sound. yeah 
plugged it in and could barely hear myself. And I was like, <laughs> right out for weeks. Ah. And then someone told me you need, you know, need a, a, a lifter to, to give the mic more power. It needs more gain. And you couldn't get one in Indonesia. You can't get the, oh. or the fan. It's very difficult. Uh, so eventually I had someone from LA that I knew was coming over and, and br uh, brought a cloud lifter, which gives it 25 dB gain. Yep. And it works great with that. Um, it was really, yeah, a game changer for that. So we actually bought two as a backup because they're very difficult to get here. Mm -hmm. And um, But now we switched to the Zoom. Oh, yeah, sorry. We also use the Zoom uh, P4 now. Ah, okay. Huh. So that that removes the, need, removes the need for the cloud lifter. Yes, exactly. So I think if anyone's using, I, I just, it's so funny because it's, a lot of people have this problem. Uh, if you have the, the Shure SM7B, you mm -hmm. need something to boost the mic. You can't plug it directly in to, you know, a Zoom H6 or H4 or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. a big mixing board you could, but you need something with a lot of gain. So mm -hmm. the P4 does that. So we don't use the cloud lifter much anymore. So, yeah, because I remember the cloud lifter. So I use a Rodecaster Pro. Mm -hmm. um, and I I thought of like, playing around with the Shure SM7Bs and... I realized the audio was very low, like, you know, it's extremely low. Then uh, I was like wondering what, what's wrong with this? It, it can't be, it can't be me. It can't be the mic. And then I read up online, it's like, it needed a cloud lifter. It's like, the, I mean, the shows are so powerful. It needs mm -hmm. a bit more, you know, power in that sense. Like, it's yeah. a great equipment, but. <laughs> yeah. Once, once you have the power, it really, it really brings it to life. Yeah. I uh, get yeah. that great sound, but without it, it's really difficult. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree, Sean. In terms of, um, you know, like, um, um, you know, the setup and all that. So do you edit your own shows? Um, do, what platforms do you host it on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I edit all my shows. I actually mm -hmm. have a team. There's six of us now. Mm -hmm. But I started, you know, by myself all alone. So producing, interviewing, translating everything and editing. Uh, mm -hmm. Originally, I started off with Audacity, of course, which is free, which is a great program. Uh, but then we wanted to do more. We needed more. So then we you know, bought Adobe Audition. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think um, Audacity is great for most people. And I don't, you know, probably don't need to upgrade unless you need to. Mm -hmm. uh, so we needed to for several reasons. But uh, especially for noise cancellation, uh, audio cleaning, things like that. Um, so I do edit. Uh, all my team is able to edit. So we all have to learn how to edit uh, and do other things, obviously. But I do edit... Um, the majority of the work myself, mm -hmm. uh, especially the, the final stage of the work, especially in when it comes to the fictional drama or some of the audio documentaries we do. There's a lot of work mm -hmm. of clips and sounds that get brought in. Um, okay. So we use Adobe Audition um, and we use other Adobe Suite products as well for, for other needs. Gotcha. You mentioned audio dramas. Do you record audio dramas as well? Sure. Yeah, we did. So we did that actually in the peak of the pandemic. Mm. Um, we you know casted a bunch of people uh most of we record uh we casted online obviously and then we brought in people you know mm -hmm. using physical distancing and things and recorded a, a whole drama i think it was a total of eight or nine people involved wow. um so we had a we worked with a scriptwriter, and then we recorded which is a lot of work because it's not nonfiction, it's not you know interview based podcast so there's a lot of mm -hmm. different skills that are needed so we learned we learned a lot in that um mm -hmm. But particularly with, you know, sound design, mm -hmm. bringing in sounds and also music and, you know, bringing in the atmospherics, really, 
was something new and a challenge, but really interesting and really fun. Especially recreating that you know story in a studio environment. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that's a challenge. It is. It is. So we we worked. We record a lot of sounds outside, you know, mm-hmm. with our recorders, um, and also mixed uh, sounds from other where other places and things. But um, I think it's really it's really rewarding and really interesting and fun because you get to listen to the final product and you, trying to make it really immersive is is really fun and uh, rewarding. Right, right. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, audio drama, so I'm recording the pandemic with eight, nine people, like with the social distancing, of course. Mm-hmm. How do you sort out your microphones for that? Yeah, it's interesting. So we bought these super long uh, XLR cables. Uh-huh. So basically we have these large rooms in our, in our studio here. So we could put two people on opposite ends of the room very far away. Um, I don't know how many meters, but very far um, with the long cable. So we could record that way. Sometimes we only had one person inside. And of course, we have different mics, so we could switch them out, disinfect some, and then bring the other ones in. And we had, you know, special covers for them as well. Um, so yeah, that was also a challenge. Um, so keeping people, you know, um, um, so, so distance, yeah, distance. Right? and then we, you know, when we did our table reads, we did all that on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And this was using the Shure SM7Bs as well. Correct. Yeah. Nice. And this was this was all recorded on Audacity. No, that was recorded on Adobe Audition. So gotcha. we, we're we're using uh, Adobe Audition now, all of us. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you know, um, I've I've not came. I mean, there is a market for audio dramas. I I would say these are originals original stories and um, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. These are like, um, you know, the real narcos, the noiser style, um, the dictatorship kind of uh, shows, kind of um, podcast. Uh, ours was, was different. It was sort of, uh, 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 it portrayed sort of a glimpse of reality of self growth and mm-hmm. discovery during the pandemic and isolation. So, you know, we had two people, meeting on a dating app one was looking for a job because he was laid off another mm-hmm. one was looking for a partner so it was more about everyday life uh, in jakarta you know during the pandemic gotcha gotcha i mean how how has the audio drama i mean there are many people doing in this kind of interview style podcast like the one we're having right now but mm-hmm. how has audio drama sort of fitted into this market uh, well each market's different obviously i mean you have singapore market malaysia indonesia mm-hmm. and others um, as you I'm sure aware, uh, podcasting in Indonesia is relatively new. Uh, mm-hmm. Singapore was, you know, I think a higher demand for a longer time than, than Indonesia. When I started back in 2017, no one knew what a podcast was in Jakarta. Very mm-hmm. difficult to explain. Uh, and then in the past year, year and a half max, it's really taking off. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, um, I would say the, the majority of the podcasts in Indonesia are interview based about sports or comedy, or there's, you know, these horror podcasts are very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but fictional original dramas uh, are sort of not new because, you know, people have been telling stories for thousands of years. But um, I would say for podcasting, there's not that many. Uh, and it worked well. We got a lot of uh, listeners from it. Um, and I think, you know, we may actually do another series of, of match uh, going forward. Nice, nice. Um, so, I mean, it's not a traditional question I asked on Magic Mike, because it's quite interesting, you know, how audio dramas are, 
you know sort of coming into the market now because i see a rise in these kind of content not only um in the west but slowly coming towards asia so i think there is a huge demand for audio dramas mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think there is but i also think what we're also doing is sort of narrative storytelling or even audio documentaries so we're working on a new season right now which is should be launched maybe friday or monday this coming mm-hmm. monday mm-hmm. um the end of april uh where it's more of in the direction of audio documentary style um episodes so 45 minutes long around there um really immersive um narration multiple guests or characters in it non-fiction also so non-fiction is really strong and um has a lot of potential there mm-hmm. and it's really to tell stories in long form so it's um one of our episodes is 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 um, one of our stories is two episodes cuz it's so long mm-hmm. um but with with we interview a lot of people you know across Indonesia for this one story and it has you know a lot of sound design in it mm-hmm. um a lot of narration and research a lot of research um so it's really brings you into the story um Yes, as as a documentary would. Where does most of the time actually go into? Does it go into the production itself or the research and scriptwriting? Yeah, I would say research for these for these audio documentaries. I would say the mm-hmm. research, um, building the story, pitching the story. We have pitches every week on our team. Mm-hmm. I would say the research and story building, the narration, things like that is the most. The actual production is still you know a lot of work, but I think it's pretty straightforward once it's in production. you know mm-hmm. editing and things like that gotcha gotcha now you know for production terms you know there's a lot of apps out there right now there's like riverside i mean for podcasting in general there's like riverside squadcast zoom like we're using now mm-hmm. um, have you used any of these apps i know have you used any of the tools which are out now uh no i mean i know there's originally there was anchor before you know mm-hmm. spotify bought it years mm-hmm. ago And I think it's important to remember that Spotify when I started the podcast wasn't even in uh podcasting in 2017. You know there was Anchor yeah. which was a separate company, nothing to do with Spotify and then they bought it. But at the time, you know Anchor was sort of one of the the few you know podcasting tools and we could record directly and upload it um and now it's owned by Spotify. I've I've used it but not for production, just for testing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't used much um of those tools. Just getting back to the question earlier, what do we use for platform for hosting? We use uh Buzzsprout for okay. hosting our our podcast. I forgot to answer that question earlier. Um but we've used Anchor uh for some client work. Uh we also use Buzzsprout for some client work as well. Um but I would say yeah, I mean we've used Zencaster for for interviews, but Now what we found is for us to do remote interviews by far now is we use WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. We use WhatsApp directly into a recorder like the Zoom P4 or the Zoom H6. And the audio quality is actually better than Zencaster, better than far better than Zoom. Um and it's more natural to the to the other the person on the other side, you know, the guest. Um they're used to speaking on the phone. They're not worried about audio and how they look. they're not worried about how you look and um the uh the audio quality is really good so we've moved now to do all our interview remote interviews uh, uh through WhatsApp directly into our recorders 
on the local side, on our side, we record into the Shure SM7Bs. Gotcha. Um, how do you promote these um, shows? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we, we use a lot of micro content. Um, mm -hmm. So, of course, LinkedIn is, works well for us. Um, uh, of course, it's Instagram. Um, we haven't started TikTok yet. We hope to. We're a little bit late on that. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we take clips, obviously. We also do um, some videos based off of episodes. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually shoot video, uh, build a story uh, from the episode, but in video could be three, okay. four minutes. So we've done that uh, on a few episodes. One of them was on the situation in um, the Indonesian policy towards uh, the Uyghur community in China, the uh, Xinjiang community. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we did was we shot video and brought in clips uh, to sort of make it into a visual story based off of the episode. So that works well. So sort of taking, making video content off of our episodes. Um, of course, we do artwork. We do um, unique artwork for every single episode. So mm -hmm. we have a designer who makes artwork for that. Um, so we can promote it that way. Um, also having sometimes videos of our guests inside, you know, mm -hmm. especially before the pandemic, we would video all our interviews um, and we'd have multiple, multiple cameras so we could get different shots and use that as well and break them up into certain, um, you know, interesting clips. Gotcha. Gotcha. So LinkedIn has worked for you in that aspect. Yeah. LinkedIn works, works well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I would, I would, for us, that's a, a priority, of course, Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. and we've done, we've also done ad campaigns on Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, which works well, actually. Um, especially we were doing that, um, you know, for the Indonesian audience, which for, for match for a fictional drama series, um, that worked well. And that was, um, Instagram story ads. Mm -hmm. Sean, you mentioned TikTok as a platform that you plan to explore. Mm -hmm. How does TikTok fit into podcasting? I think, yeah, I think TikTok can fit into every, for everyone's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they're creating content, we, we just haven't had the time. We're a little bit overloaded, but I know that's sort of an excuse, but um, we could, you could explain the equipment you're using. You could explain how you pitch stories. You know, you could explain there either, either with video or graphics mm -hmm. about, you know, the story development process, um, how you edit. Um, I mean, TikTok is pretty, very, very powerful. And I think the tools there mm -hmm. are probably the most powerful um, video tools out there right now on, on mobile. They're very powerful. It's, it's, you know, maybe as even as good as iMovie now. Cool. Um, it's really powerful what you can do there. We just haven't had a chance to, to really focus on it, which is a shame. Because this is, this is the first that I'm hearing a podcast actually mention about TikTok. Wow, really? It, yes, exactly. And, and I've done about, I think I've like, I've got about 10 more shows in the pipeline. I've done almost 40 shows. And this is the first time I hear a podcast actually talk about TikTok. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, every day, actually, we, we talk about it, like, we got to get this on TikTok, we got to start mm -hmm. doing this. Um, I think it's, it can be very powerful. And you can do a lot with it. And I think, you, I mean, you can have, we would have our, our visual design uh, creator, you could, you could focus just on that, you could have someone just fo focus on that, if you had mm -hmm. the person, that's how much work you could do on there. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean you, you could talk, you could put clips, you could put, you could do mm -hmm. a lot of video of, you know, the work you're doing, showing and sharing and what you're doing. 
I mean, nowadays people are talking about Clubhouse, Facebook mm-hmm. audio room, LinkedIn audio rooms, you know, I, they have not, I have not came across people talk about TikTok and podcasting. That's a very interesting combination. Now that mm-hmm. you mention yeah. it. Yeah, I think, I mean, we hope to get on it soon. Again, we're, we're, we're running behind and late, but mm. <laughs> I mean, once you're on it, it's just a breeze, I, I suppose. Like it's just putting out content that is like any other social media in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have a person full time on that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, you know, being a podcaster and producing audio dramas, fictional dramas on audios, I'm sure you're the faced challenges. What has been the one biggest challenge for you from a technical aspect? Uh, yeah, this is an easy one, but a big one for us mm. uh, is, well, there's two, but okay, if I have to pick one, I would say sound design. What is it? I mean, you can give both. Both would be, um, the challenge would be the story pitches, mm. developing stories. Because mm-hmm. uh, we do it as a team. We have pitch meetings and, you know, narrowing it down. Is this really a story? Is this just more of a profile? Is this more you're just repeating history or is there a story? Mm-hmm. And that's been a challenge for us. But I would say the simpler one would be uh, sound design. Mm. getting the right music for that right scene in the episode or the right atmospherics or clips to fit has been a challenge for us. It takes a lot, a lot of time for us to do that. Um, so we need to learn. We are learning mm-hmm. um, a lot of that. And, um, you know, what, one thing which I don't know if you're interested in, but um, we're, we're doing some training now with uh, some people from Gimlet, New York Times, mm. uh, and NPR in the U.S., um, and it's through the Sundance uh, organization. Okay. So it's just started. It's like a three-month training program. So we started that now, and they cover a lot of this thing about about story building, and uh, you know how to build podcasts. Wow. Um, so your listeners, if they're interested in really learning from you know these are the top experts in podcasting who have been doing some amazing work. Um, uh, it's through the Sundance Collab uh, mm-hmm. website. Gotcha. That's Sundance Collab website. Correct. Yeah. And they've had other training and also PRX, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, a nonprofit out of Boston in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do podcast training. Um, and that one, I think, is free. Sundance isn't free. Um, but the PRX one, they also have, I think, different competitions and things as well. So mm-hmm. you, you can look them up. That's, you know, they're really sort of the experts. Both of those are the experts in podcasting, are very useful. Interesting. Wow. That's, that's pretty interesting and insightful for the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. So if there's this one magical app that solves your problem, that solves your challenge, yeah, what would that be? <laughs> for me personally, it would be mm-hmm. like getting the loudness right. Like you, <laughs> because loudness, you know, there's volume and then there's loudness. Yeah. And loudness has been a challenge for us as well because we use a lot of clips, a lot of outside recordings mm-hmm. and different atmospherics and music and getting them right when you have, you know, uh, different tracks on top of the other. Uh, it's a challenge for me personally because I'm not that good at it yet. Mm-hmm. So having something, I mean, Adobe Audition has the loudness meter and all that and we use all that, but it's difficult to get it, to get mm-hmm. it sounding right, getting the right um, level uh, levels and make, having a dynamic range is important. So that's been a challenge for us. And that takes a lot of my time. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. This has been, honestly, you know, wrapping up, this has been a very 
new and interesting experience on Magic Mike because I've not interviewed anyone who's or some nobody has came on and shared about the audio drama mm-hmm. on the series. It's been mainly podcasters, and this has been quite interesting. Of how you know, this is the evolution of podcasting, in my opinion. Audio yeah. dramas and, and you know yeah. brand originals. Yeah, and particularly we're really focusing heavily on the nonfiction, mm-hmm. you know, the narrative storytelling. Um, and that's a lot of work as well. It's just as much as work as a, as a nonfiction drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really rewarding. I think you can tell powerful stories there. Yeah. And yeah, and I think brands are also interested in that. And it's, you know, interview-based podcasts are very important as well. But also the, the, the demand for these um, is lower narrative ones are is growing now yeah. yeah but you know if if i may can i just have a comment on yeah sure i watched one of your videos with graham mm. um i don't know when it was recorded but you, you were mentioning about you know you have i see you have the sure some seven b's you know the the boom mm. arms and everything mm. and i and i remember graham was saying that you guys use you know the headset often now because you don't have uh, to you know, mess with stands and things audio technical bphs ones correct yeah yep. And he says that it, you know the it's hard to bring to bring you know the the shores and the stands to places because you have different thicknesses and tables and, mm-hmm. and all that, which is completely true. Mm-hmm. But I have to say I disagree because mm-hmm. <laughs> we when we interview people, we bring all our equipment into their office or or home or whatever, and we make it work. But it is a challenge with with the the thickness of the table and things. And and just as a funny story, uh, we bring we're in, we insist on bringing you know all our equipment in the boom arms everything even if it's bulky. Mm-hmm. And we interviewed the vice president of Indonesia right mm-hmm. right after an election, and in his office. And before he came in, we had to set up the arms, mm-hmm. and we couldn't find a table that would <laughs> that would support <laughs> the arms. And so we had to ask his team to bring in another table, brought another mm-hmm. table. Of course, the vice president wasn't there, but we found one, but it was a challenge because it barely fit on the gripped the table. Mm-hmm. So if you just move the mic a little bit, it would, it would fall. Drop. Yeah. So luckily the vice president didn't, didn't touch it or anything, but I have to say the audio quality is, is worth, worth all the effort. Mm-hmm. So it's just a funny story, you know, compared to what Graham was talking about in that episode. I was laughing to myself, thinking, "Oh, we we bring all our equipment, no matter where we're going, we bring it." <laughs> because I remember bringing those equipments out, and I had a similar experience as well. I couldn't find the right thickness, and mm-hmm. so it, it was a challenge. Because like we are going to bring out the we use the MGXU, we don't use the Zoom, because the MGXU is really powerful enough where it doesn't need a cloud lifter. Mm-hmm. So we bring those equipments. It it was initially a challenge, and I thought, why not just you know bring it down to you know something which is mobile, mm-hmm. where I can take it from, um, where I can minimize the timing of setting it up. Sure. So that's where the roadcaster came in. That's where the audio technicas came in, the BPHS ones. So the setup is minimal, and I can move from one recording to another immediately. So it's just consistent. Yep. In that sense, so I thought to us it made sense to just go that route. It's mm-hmm. it's much easier in that sense. It is. It is. We're mm. we're still sticking with you know bringing yeah. everything we can, but mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it works, yeah, so let's yeah. stick to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as a wrap up question, uh, Sean, as is all the guests who come on, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, I always have a huge breakfast. Um, mm. I had granola with with almond milk, uh, with some coconut on top. Uh, and then I had a spinach, banana, strawberry, blueberry uh, mm. smoothie. 
Wonderful. It's healthy and wonderful. Uh, and filling. <laughs> and filling. Yes, that's the word. Sean, this has been an awesome, uh, insightful show. Uh, I hope you had great uh, time on Magic Mike and I hope the listeners had a good, insightful listen as well. Sure. No, I enjoyed being on here. And if anyone wants to reach out, just you can go to indepthcreative.com uh, or uh, indepthcreates on, link, on uh, Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Sean Corrigan and based in Jakarta. Wonderful. Thank you, Sean. All right. Thank you, Marath.